Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I spoke with Dimitri all the way from Athens, Greece. We get into his musical roots, the joys of learning an instrument, why Norwegian black metal is so appealing, as well as the genius of John Frusciante, or those two things are not similarly linked. There's also a discussion of Americana and good country music with a bit of bluegrass thrown in for good measure. Finally, we get into a bit of Slipknot and all their side projects, as well as a fantastic top five. So, without further ado, here's Dimitri. Dimitri. I'm 15 years old in, in senior school. I've lived in Greece all my life, but um, I'm also half Scottish. So yeah, about it. <laughs> and would you say, you know, when we talk about your family background, that you're half Greek, half Scottish, uh, you come from a musical family? Musical family? No, I wouldn't say that because neither of my parents are professional musicians. But they can both play instruments and uh my mother actually studied music at university so um and and they're both music lovers of course so i think my family is the closest thing you could get to a musical family without actually being a professional musician i guess it's more about just the the joy of music and having music around yeah. the house when you're when you're preparing dinner or you know relaxing you have maybe some music on or the radio or something like that yeah definitely there's always something sounding out throughout the house i, I like it this way myself if i'm being yeah. honest it, it, it adds a little bit of oomph to the room you know yeah quiet is okay sometimes too yeah <laughs> But loud is better, if I'm being yeah, honest. Definitely, definitely. What, what instruments do you play yourself, Dimitri? Are you, uh, you know, when you were younger at school, did you have any kind of music lessons with... Uh... I mean, I used to do um, piano lessons uh, once a week for a couple of years, but I stopped that like two or three years back because I just simply didn't have any time to pursue music. So I kind of dropped that. But um, next year, hopefully I'll pick piano back up because I, I don't know I've had a musical resurgence and I've, I've been inspired to start again uh is there anything other than piano that you would you'd be interested in taking up is there something that you've always had your eye on uh, drums or bass or I don't know a gazoo I mean that's uh, <laughs> I mean the kazoo, the kazoo would be incredible but I've had my eye on um guitar for quite a long time now and throughout this whole quarantine lockdown thing, I actually tried to pick up the guitar and teach myself. That did not turn out very well because I was just, <laughs> I don't have a very good um, attention span. So I would only practice for about 20 minutes a day and then drop it because <laughs> because I, I just wasn't very good. But that, that's, this is the, the trials and tribulations, yeah? Because when you, oh, it yeah. looks easy and you think, oh, yeah, this, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it kind of thing. But yeah, of course, yeah. there's, there's a little bit more to it than that. What yeah. did you find the most... What did you find the most challenging part of it, picking up a new instrument? Was it the technique? Was it the combination of doing, you know, strumming and uh, changing chords at the same time? What, what was the 
most challenging part for you? I, I, I was already quite familiar with chord diagrams and, um, you know, the musical scale because of my piano um, years. Sure. But I think the most difficult thing would be changing from chord to chord on my um my second hand. The strumming wasn't really a problem. It was mainly just changing from chord to chord because I don't have that great hand-eye coordination. I mean, in many ways, the the piano is a great a great platform to learn from because you know you do these you, you use both hands. Yeah. The thing the thing about guitar is you just do different things with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. I don't know. It just never really clicked with me. And despite my month or two of trying, I just decided, nah, this is too hard. So <laughs> piano's, piano's the instrument for me, I think. All right. Are you more of an electric uh, electric or acoustic guitar player? I mean, I started off, the guitar that I have is an acoustic guitar. But personally, I like the um, electric guitar uh, mainly because of, there's practically an infinite amount of things that you can do, you know, with um, different pedals, different sounds, different chords. I, and it's way easier, in my opinion, you know. Mm, well, you, you can create your own uh, soundscapes, you know. You yeah, can, as you yeah. said, you can get a little, an effects pedal of some kind and you can mm. just, you know, you can get them pretty cheap secondhand and just put your headphones in and it takes you to a whole different place. Oh, yeah. And what about at school? Were you, uh, were you involved in... Um, music projects at school like a band or uh, an orchestra so does your school have an orchestra or a band or is it yeah my school has two bands actually the senior school at least there's uh one which is kind of like the um show club you know the the school commissioned band and then there's the <laughs> um second band which is like the sixth form band which um, is open to any students from like 16 years old and up. So we have these two separate bands that perform in different occasions. Like uh, we have a Christmas concert, which we have the, um, the school band and the sixth form band playing. I've, I've personally never actually been in those bands, primarily because I don't really know how to play an instrument. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's kind I, of important, you know? It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could always just sit in the back and like, hit a tambourine or something I, I, I look busy you know yeah 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 but um when i was younger like um a couple of years back i would I, I would frequently get into the school choir even though i've recently found out that i can't actually sing um i would join things like the greek school choir and the school choir and we'd, we'd have different shows and celebrations where we would sing songs but um in recent years i've realized that was definitely not the right move so yeah i kind of dropped that well the the road is long yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's when yeah. you singing's a whole different kettle of fish you know i think for me anyway you know singing's more something to do for for fun i mean there's guys yeah. i know that are most of the people i know are not really trained singers but they just <laughs> kind of learned how to do it and they learned how to adapt their voice to make it sound, you know, not yeah. that bad. You don't, you don't really have to be the best singer, but it does take a lot of practice. That's one thing. Yeah. And it certainly doesn't help where most of my friends are incredible singers. A lot of my friends are in bands and they can sing really well or they can, or they're really talented with their instruments. <laughs> that doesn't help. But I'm I'm quite happy to just sit in the back and listen to my own music, you know. Speaking of your your own music, what kind of stuff are you, are you into? What would you say are your main musical influences? We could talk about genres or musicians. Talk about both. I mean, my musical taste is constantly developing because I'm I'm still quite young and I I'm constantly uh, discovering new artists and that. But um, all in all, I'd say my musical taste is extremely diverse. 
Like, there's practically nothing I won't listen to, all the way from, like, Norwegian black metal to, like, big band and swing music. There's practically anything. I'll listen to anything as long as it's good music. Well, it's good to have an open mind, and a, a good friend of mine is a big fan of Norwegian black metal. I asked him a similar, <laughs> I asked him a similar question for the, the podcast we did together, and asked him what kind of band like he would like to be in or who he would like yeah. to collaborate with. And the answer was Norwegian black metal. And I was a little bit surprised at that because when you <laughs> listen to his music, it's kind of the opposite of, if there is an opposite of Norwegian black metal. But yeah, it's good to have an open mind about these things. Yeah, of course. And regarding artists, I'd say my primary musical influences, or at least the the, the main band that actually got me into music properly were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And um, I was just listening to the radio one day. It was like a summer three years ago or something. And uh, just a, a Red Hot Chili Peppers song came on the radio. And so I listened to that and I was like, hey, that's pretty good. I grew up on this and I haven't really been listening to music. Let me just get back into it. So I did. And then as time went on, I just kept listening to more and more and more music. And mm-hmm. all that just culminated in modern day Dimitri, just, just listening to anything. To, to where you are now. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's a kind of philosophical question for you then. Are you more of a, a fan of the Chili Peppers with John Frusciante or uh, he's actually rejoined the band again. Yeah. Yeah. He was out the band for, I don't know, two, three years, maybe more. Mm. Cause I didn't listen, I didn't listen to any, stuff that they did when he left i just they, they just didn't exist anymore <laughs> so how do you feel about that i i think i mean i don't that's quite a difficult question because my actual favorite record from the red hot chili peppers was um what was it called the the most recent one um okay the one i have yeah that's probably my favorite <laughs> one with, with right. uh, their new guitarist josh klinghover Right, and, um, so he's he's out now. He's he's been given yeah, the, yeah, he's, he's been given the boot. Huh? And to think that I would actually, I was going to watch, I was going to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers live on the fifth of June um, this year, and uh, when the news came out where, that John Frusciante actually joined back, I got really excited because you know, <laughs> yeah, right, I can it imagine. Was the, it was the perfect lineup. It, it was a dream come true because he's also one of my favorite guitarists. So um, it was a big thing. Um, but I also. Yeah. I also love Josh, you know, he, he was a great um, guitarist and I loved his personality as well. Really calm, really contrast the rest of the band, the, the mm. mayhem. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of egos and characters in the band, let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> you, need, you, you, need, you need someone's yin for their yang. Definitely, definitely. And I think Klinghover yeah, was the perfect one. I think he started out as John Frusciante's guitar tech. That's what I, I read. I'm not really sure how... Or he was a roadie or something like that, but he was he was around the band anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think his maybe band, he was the next. I think his band actually opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, before Klinghover joined the band, and then they were in like quite close contact. And Anthony was like, "Hey, want to join the band?" And Klinghover was like, "Yeah, sure. At least that's what <laughs> I've seen in like interviews and stuff." It's kind of an easy decision. You're like, "I can do this, or I can, I can play with a band that no one really knows." So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was a good move. It was, it was the right move. They put out great music. So uh, as a slight uh, tip for you, I don't know if you've ever heard John Frusciante's solo stuff? No, I, I tried to listen to it, but um, I think it might have not been him. But I came across this really weird and abstract techno stuff. Turned me off instantly. <laughs> I haven't heard that of John Frusciante, but uh, 
abstract is a word to describe the the solo stuff he's done, but I don't know anything with a, a techno or a dance beat to it. But it's definitely a bit more introverted and stuff like that. Mm, but there's yeah. uh, there's some great he's done. So I can't remember the name of the albums, but yeah, you'll find them all on YouTube, and they they're really good. I mean, they're completely different. It's like yeah, yeah, night and day from what he does in his day job, as it were. I don't know. The last time I listened to his solo stuff was a couple of years back, so I don't remember if he actually did do anything with um techno, but. All I can remember was really abstract and really different, like you said. How about the if we talk about your your home life for a minute? Then what kind of music is around the house that you do? You like the music your parents listen to, or do they do they say to you you should listen to this? It's great, you know. And then you think, uh, okay. I like uh, both my parents' music tastes. I think my own tastes have you know like uh, been influenced a lot from especially my mother. But uh, for the most part, I'd say that what I listen to, I've discovered by myself. I've actually introduced more bands to um, my parents than they have to me. But um, I'm still quite appreciative of them because my mom actually got me really into the Clash and the Sex Pistols and, you know, Sonic Youth and Portishead. And then I went on to find out about Beak, you know, um, and a couple more bands of you know, that sort of uh, genre. So, yeah, I think their their taste has definitely influenced mine. I think, as we said earlier, you know, having an open mind definitely takes you down a different path, maybe something that you, you would never think of. But then when yeah. you hear it and, you, and you're maybe in the right frame of mind or the mood is right and you just think, oh, you know, this is, or you're out for a walk or something, you listen to it in your headphones and you think, well, it's yeah, just not yeah. bad, actually. You know, and it doesn't, how old it is or the genre or the, Know, the yeah. production sounds on it doesn't really matter it just works yeah i mean good music is timeless right exactly like you, yeah. you can listen to it at any time what about the you know your classmates and your friends at school what kind of things are they listening to what's the what's the next best thing <laughs> maybe not out of grief but what's the next best thing coming from you know young teenagers i don't know because like the, the my friends that um are i'd say musical are very um I don't know how to put it, quite selective with her tastes. I mean, I have one guy who is brilliant with his guitar, but only listens to um, rock and metal and that kind of stuff. And um, Sounds okay to me. <laughs> yeah, but he, like, he can appreciate jazz, but he doesn't really you know, go out and explore different other genres. And then there's another no. girl who, um, whose voice is absolutely incredible. And the only thing she listens to is country music because she's from the US. <laughs> like, I would have definitely liked my friends to have a bit more of a, uh, I don't know, varied taste, but mm. they have me to bully them and to listen to. Listen well, to this is, you, you mentioned two genres there that I think split a lot of opinion, especially depending <laughs> what country you come from. Obviously, I'm yeah, from yeah. Scotland too. And there are two, th two genres you mentioned there. One is jazz and the other one is country. Now, these two genres kind of split opinion in the sense that people only really know extremes of both of them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas there's, there's things in jazz that are I can't listen to. It's just, you know, it's like this freeform stuff and all that. I just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I, be dealing with it. But then there's you find some that you quite like and you go, yeah, this is this is pretty good. And country is exactly the same because yeah, yeah. There, there's commercial country music and then there's kind of classic country music. And there's, there's a lot of new Americana stuff that's out there too that's really, yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean... um. I'm not the biggest fan of country. I, I hardly ever listen to it. But um, from the stuff I've seen and heard, 
I think people mostly generalize it to be more of like cowboy yeehaw theme, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Exactly, yes. But, um, and it's a, it's a complete misnomer. It's not like that at all. Yeah, I mean, there's a little yeah. bit of that in there, of course, yeah, right? But it's naturally. actually, I guess they called it the white man, the white man's blues or whatever. It's, <laughs> I, I, if you ever, if you ever go and listen to things like Loretta Lynn or even Dolly Parton and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. you'll hear some real, real great country or George Jones or someone like this. But yeah, uh, I couldn't listen to it all day if I'm being particularly yeah, no. honest. But uh, it has its moments. Let's put it that way. But the new stuff, the new Americana, there's guys like Jason Isbell. There's another one, Chris Stapleton, who's fantastic. He does like bluegrass as well as May I have rock to tell you, country. I, I I don't know anything about country music, <laughs> so I have no idea who these people are. But it sound, it does sound quite interesting. You, you're just, making it seem very just desirable. Google, just Google it, and then you can make up your own mind. And the All other right, one, well, the last one I would recommend is a guy called Sturgill Simpson, who's also great. All right, all right. And he has a he has a great name as well, Sturgill Simpson. But he's a really interesting guy. He used to be in the military, oh. and he's uh, I think he was a sailor. Yeah, but great albums. Go check him out. He's he can do anything. This guy, he can play rock, blues, country. I just oh. saw a concert he did last week, a charity concert in an empty theater, and it we he was playing with a bluegrass band. It was awesome. Oh, I've never actually heard of bluegrass. Is that like um? A deviation from country or is it something new exactly it's this mix of country blues and a little bit of i'm trying to think how you would define it so you you basically playing with a stand-up bass yeah oh, all right. a, a, a fiddle or a violin but violin's oh. a bit poor i call i call it a fiddle yeah and uh everything's acoustic so it's really kind of basic setup and it's it, the origins are somewhere in between blues and country and so on but it's oh. uh, it's great that it's quite great. fast. So yeah, it was Sturgill Simpson. He played in uh, he played in a theatre in Nashville, I think it was. But uh, it was a great concert, and he's a really talented guy. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like what what can't he do? You know, he's, he's yeah, great. yeah. Well, that's that's exactly the kind of artists that are my my personal favorite people who can just do anything. You know, adapt to different circumstances. You know, don't really pad to a trend and just sort of do their own thing and can do great and practically any situation you know mm. a, w- a wise man once gave me some advice and he just said yeah keep practicing until you make it look easy yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i guess there's some truth in there somewhere i mean that that I is good advice tried to listen to it but it kind of from time to time <laughs> life get life gets in the way yeah uh for, you, for your own your own musical inspirations are quite wide and varied then yeah Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll listen to I'll listen to anything as long as as long as it's good. Is there something that kind of turns you off musically? So when you you hear something or you know people are talking about Ed Sheeran or I don't I don't know I just pick him as an example. But is there something that you just listen to and you think oh god? I mean personally, I um, I'm not a huge fan of you, you know Ed Sheeran and you know Billie Eilish these kinds of uh, pop stars. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really listen to their music, but I certainly don't have anything against them, right? I think they're, they've both done incredible things. They've both influenced the, the sort of pop climate greatly, much like, I don't know, people like The Weeknd and Lana Del Rey. I mean, these, these kind of guys, I, I wouldn't really listen to their music, but I can certainly appreciate what they've done, and I have a lot of respect. There's a, who was the other one that keeps releasing records? Drake? Yeah, Drake. He has like a record every week, apparently. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, Drake, once again, 
same thing with Kanye West. These these guys have just they they're pioneers of modern music. You know, they're the the current uh, pop climate and current popular popular music has definitely been or is derivative of you know their stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really fault them for that, can you? They're both really good guys. And- the the good news is there's room for everyone. So there's. Yeah. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. You can just skip it and move on to the next one. Yeah, no, that's what I do. <laughs> so you were going to see the Chili Peppers this year. Was that in Athens or was it uh, somewhere else? It was here in Athens. They were going to be performing in the Eject Festival, which is um, like a big music festival here in Greece with quite big bands. They had Kasabian a couple of years back in Muse. Okay. Actually got to catch the Kasabian show. And uh, what, what 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 was your first gig? I mean, my first gig on my own was I was fifteen, and uh, it was in Glasgow to see the Smiths. Oh, that wasn't yesterday. That wasn't yesterday either. But yeah, that was <laughs> September nineteen eighty five. Wow. What what about you? What was your first gig? I mean, I'm yet to go um, to a gig to a gig by myself, but I'm definitely hoping that next year. I could um, catch a couple of shows live because there was tons of really good bands that were going to come to Greece. Uh, like uh, Slipknot was going to come. I think Pup was going to come. Riot Chili Peppers, of course. And basically, I'm just looking for an artist, which my parents don't really like, but me and my friends love. My, just like <laughs> Slipknot. But um, okay. with affordable tickets. Yeah, Slip, Slip, Slipknot is uh, an interesting band. I don't know. I really, I, I can't really do death metal or... What, how, how would you describe Slipknot? What what is their genre? I mean, they they have um, quite a bit of heavy stuff, but um, yeah, I I don't know, man. Is they actually? You'd be surprised. They have quite a diverse what's it called discography. You know, like each mm-hmm. record could just be dumped under the category of metal, but um, they're quite intricate. I mean, their newest record, um, what was it called again? And unsainted. I was going to get that on vinyl, and um, I, I, I absolutely love it. Like it has its fair share of, you know, screamy death metal moments, but um, a lot of it's just really great. You know, like um, well, they do a lot of these breakdowns. Eh? You have you have oh, a yeah, lot of yeah. the kind of traditional thrash metal kind of parts to it, and then there's a kind of melodic part to it somewhere Definitely. along the line. I think yeah, so. um, a, a big uh, song that's a that's a representation of that would be Vermilion because they've actually released two versions of that song, Vermillion Part 1 and Part 2. And one's more of an acoustic stripped-down version. And then there's the other, which is, you know, the standard, you know, heavy guitar, you know, distortion, screaming, you know, all that fun stuff. But um, (laughs) it shows how diverse they are as a group, and I I can really appreciate that. Yeah, totally. I mean, they they, they drop down their their tuning to... Most bands will tune down a half-step, but they tune down to like three steps down or whatever. It's like this very, very dark and deep low stuff. It's quite a, yeah, it's a little bit challenging at times, shall we say. But um, But I absolutely love it. I love it. It's it's great. And you'll also know then that Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, yeah. Yeah, right. You know what his side project is in? Yeah, I I mean, he's had tons of side projects, but I think his... Main one is the band. What was what, his other band Stone, called? Stone, Stone Sour. Sour. Stone Sour. That's the one. 
and um it's he, completely different yeah? yeah yeah he said in an interview that um he has slipknot where where that's like his main you know angry stuff where he you know he puts yeah. on the mask <laughs> and goes back to his 90s you know drug abusive phase and just screams all his anger out and then there's stone sour which is his other project which is basically he does whatever he wants to you know and i, I think that's great <laughs> As, I, I like their acoustic shows or him, it's maybe just him and a, another yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. He, and uh, <laughs> the, the song I like, I particularly like, is Through Glass. Through Glass? I haven't actually heard that. That's weird. Oh, I, think it's quite, I think it's quite an old one, but it's, uh, yeah, he sings really well. I mean, he's a thrash guy, or that's how he's known yeah. as, but he can, actually, he can actually really sing too. So maybe yeah. that surprised me for some. I mean, he's worked with uh, Dave Grohl and... Um, I think Nirvana's old producer or manager release a record. I I forget the name, but um yeah, basically uh, Dave Grohl and the Nirvana manager, I believe, basically got tons of different artists. Basically, you know, put them together to make a nice rock album. I the the reason I love it so much is because it's so diverse. You know, they have people like Corey Taylor and um I forget any any of the other names actually. Yeah, uh, they've made this big record thing i'm actually googling the um uh name of it now dave Grohl uh cory taylor yeah it, it was called um sound city soundtrack that was what the record was called with um and uh they also did the documentary for it too yeah because yeah sound yeah. city was a famous stroke infamous uh, recording studio somewhere yeah. in california and that's where yeah. they recorded uh, Nevermind. Yeah, yeah, here we go. From Can to Can't. That was the song that they did. Basically, Dave Grohl, Corey Taylor, and Rick Nielsen. They all yeah. got together and did a really good song, which was completely different to the metal, uh, you know, to what Corey usually does. But um, his vocals on it are absolutely incredible, which shows you how diverse and versatile um, of a vocalist he is. I believe they call it having some chops. Having some chops. I haven't heard that expression. I'll no, definitely use that. <laughs> if you've got chops and you know how to use them, there you go. That's yeah. it. In a nutshell. Dimitri, how are you fixed for a top five? A top five? Wow. Top actually- five. So for top five. So for example, if I, I have a, a series of questions, funnily enough, there's five of them, and uh, you can give me a quick fire answer. Sure. Well, we quick fire or not, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, for example, if I asked you, uh, these are in no particular order. So tell us a band that we should be listening to and why. Band that you should be listening to. King Cruel. Definitely King Cruel. Uh, and why, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's okay. I'll, it's it's all yours. It's take your time. Basically, they're, they're my favorite band of all time. And I've been a fan for about two years now. And I think they're massively underappreciated, especially Archie Marshall. You know, the front man of the band, he's definitely underappreciated. Despite him making waves in 2013 with uh, mentions from like, people like Beyonce and Kanye West putting him on like a once-to-watch list, uh, mm-hmm. the band haven't really gotten that much traction. You know, with each new record, they, they do get on the billboards, but they're not really talked about enough. And they have such a r- diverse discography with, uh, you know, their first EP that they put out in 2011, I believe, the self-titled which was um, like a, an ode to um, trip hop and hip hop. And um, it, was a bit, it was quite te- uh, techy and synthy. It was great. Then, then they came out with their first uh, debut record, uh, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, which is quite mellow, very emotional, very raw. And then 
you know, the ooze in 2017, which is really emotionless and depressive and droney. <laughs> and, um, you know, once again, very abstract. And then 2020's Man Alive, which is extremely abstract. It has, it also has quite a, quite a lot of elements from the ooze, uh, which were better developed. And they also, for, you know, came out with a new sound, which was more of like a combination like techno and jazz and punk. It's great. There's there's such a diverse band which can basically do anything they want, you know, and I think they're very underappreciated. Yeah, that's the joy of music right there. And when you get into a band from the beginning, you maybe see them evolve or, as we just said, getting into these side projects or, or maybe yeah. they just completely change their own genres. They're very kind of chameleon-esque in this definitely, sense. Definitely. All right, cool. Sure, we'll, we'll, we'll add all of these songs onto our list uh, and uh, uh what would you say i don't know this is a bit of a personal question so bear with me so what's your favorite song to sing at karaoke i don't really i'm not that into karaoke but recently <laughs> i've discovered this new song uh it, well it's not exactly new it's kiss from a rose by seal and okay, um, yeah I show. think it's from one of those Batman films. Like, yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> like the, the, the old, old Batman films. Like, yeah, not, not the yeah. one now. Well, I, I was watching Community the other day, and they, they made a, mm-hmm. a whole joke out of it, like a karaoke session with Kiss from a Rose. And then I was watching an interview with Donald Glover, and he actually said that it's his favorite song to sing in a karaoke. So I was like, yeah, why not? Let me take a look at this song. And... um Geez, I, I was very ple- presently, pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, it's a good tune. It's a and the, of course, the singer is the singer. I don't know his name. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Seal. It's just this one Seal. song. Yeah, right. Yeah, Seal. So, but he he had a whole. Yeah, he had a whole. He's yeah. This yeah, we're getting flashbacks now. So, <laughs> Seal, kiss from a rose. That's yeah. what you would do at karaoke, right? So you kind of you have to you have to get their attention then and hold it there. Oh yeah, and not also, an easy thing to do. <laughs> The fact that I can't sing is <laughs> a great addition because the song requires a lot of high notes and low notes. So I think the fact that I won't be able to hit them would be quite entertaining. Yeah, that's the joys of karaoke right there. I think Definitely. you've summed it up quite well. You know? <laughs> We're talking about gigs earlier, so this is like another top five question. What venue would you like to see a gig at? It doesn't, it can be Greece, it can be, you know, anywhere. It's There's tons of places. Anywhere, um, no, actually, um, probably Madison Square Garden. Because um, that that was the site of um, where Led Zeppelin performed probably my favorite song ever performed live. Uh, they performed Star- uh, yeah, it was Stairway to Heaven there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know, just uh, just if you listen to a recording of the song, uh, Robert Plant just adds so much more to the song. You know, different he just goes off basically, <laughs> and with different yelps and you know, screams and different um, vocal experiments throughout each verse. And um, not to mention, Jimmy Page extends the guitar solo for another like five minutes or something, which is very (laughs) much appreciated. And um, yeah, it's probably my favorite song ever performed live. So yeah. And besides, it's Madison Square Garden. It's historical. I'd love to go there. Exactly. It has a, might not be the most aesthetically great building or yeah. it might not have the best acoustics or all of this stuff. You know, it may be old and out of date or old fashioned, yeah, but yeah. it's about the the history and the memories and all of this kind yeah, of stuff. Those are great venues. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good call. Who do you think is overrated as an artist? Who would you say and you just think, okay, overrated is maybe a subjective word, but you could just yeah. say, I don't get it. 
<laughs> you know, whoever this person is, you just think, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, I mean, there's tons of artists, but I think the primary one now would be Lil Nas X because this guy got popular off of like a song which um, was sort of made fun of because it was sort of a um, hip hop take on country. And he just produces one song, right? Old Town Road. And he got really popular with that. And then he, he put out a record with about one, you know, catchy song. And now he's made millions, you know? <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> How? There's a, there's a perfect example. You're just like, I don't get it. The yeah. only reason I know who this guy is, I saw there was a story last week. I, I didn't actually read the story because I just thought, who's Little Nas X? It was him yeah. and someone else. And I, I just thought, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it's a, life's too short for this stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's a good example, actually. You just think, yeah, I don't get it. Whether it's a marketing thing or it's yeah, just yeah. people have too much pocket money to waste their money on <laughs> records like this. I don't know. Yeah, even even an old guy like me still can't work it out. You know? yeah, yeah. Last question for you then, uh, Dimitri. How about who would you like to collaborate, collaborate with and why? So you can be in the band or not. I mean, there, once again, there's tons of artists that i'd love to collaborate with but i think the main one would be the band fear which um they came out of norway a couple of years ago i know last year they came out with their first single 25 and then earlier this year i think it was in september they came out with their debut record and um i think there's about eight or nine members in the band and uh, i don't know i just find their music really exciting and refreshing because it's like it's really pop a uh, way to look at jazz and um uh yeah and they all seem like really cool people that's and the main thing you know when you're when you're in a band or you're you're yeah, getting into buddies. yeah and they also have like three singers which would be great because they would drown me out because i can't play any instruments so the only thing i could really do is sing <laughs> so they would drown me out so that's good but of course you're forgetting about the whole thing about air guitar you know it's, oh, that's what yeah. it's in, that's what it's invented for you know oh, air guitar world champ championship have you seen that like, oh yeah i mean it's the, the guys are great you know? yeah yeah it's, it's probably my favorite thing to watch on like a sunday afternoon just air guitar world championship highlights of just people coming out on stage and just going crazy on a guitar that doesn't even exist you know it's it's amazing. I think there you have the joy of music right there. It's yeah. all about how, yeah. And of course, I think these people who do this, they might be a little bit more, what's a good way to describe them? They might be a little bit more outgoing than you or I say. So yeah. they're, they're maybe trapped in a, they've always wanted to be a lead singer or a guitar player, of course. And this is yeah. their way of, uh, they never bothered really learning uh, how to play the guitar. So this is no. a perfect day. Also, they all come out in costumes in the in the extrovert. World the extrovert. That's the one I'm looking for. That's the one. Yeah, but they all come out in really weird costumes, and it is and of course the headband and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is bizarre, but it's it's incredible. I, I love watching. I mean, do you ever, as a kind of side note here, do you ever? Uh, or have you ever played the guitar, uh, the game Guitar Hero, for example? Oh yeah, oh yeah. At arcades, um, it's my go-to game, and also my um my best friend. Whenever I go to his house, he has he has a Guitar Hero on the Wii. He also has like a bunch of other games with like um plastic guitars, plastic drum sets, you know, <laughs> plastic microphones which we have to sing in. I don't know. I just love it because it's the closest thing to being in a band without actually having any talent. And it's also a really good laugh. I, I think you've said it quite well. So, Dimitri, thanks for your time. I hope, you, I hope you've enjoyed uh, our little chat about music. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, that's, thank you for having me as well. Pleasure. 
Where can you find out more about Can't Find My Way Home? You can find us on Facebook at Expat Music Pod. Simply search for Can't Find My Way Home. You can find us on Instagram at can't.findmywayhome. That dot makes all the difference. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's a whole bunch of other platforms you can find us on. Finally, our main platform is anchor.fm. You can find all the episodes there. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.